0: blog talk radio let's keep it around. blessings blessings blessings, and a blessed day to all of you out there in cyberspace i am your host elder coylette james and you have tuned in to it's real radio talk show where we discuss real issues on real topics We are so glad that you have tuned in to join us today. We have a great show planned out for you, and we're just excited to be alive in this time. It's an awesome, awesome time to be alive in the kingdom of God. And one of the things that is really, really important during this season in Christendom is the fact that God, as he said, is constantly going to and fro looking for those that he may show himself mighty to. Are you one of the ones that God is able to show himself mighty to? Have you availed yourself to him to be used of him? And if so, how are you honing your skill or or working on your craft in your availability to be used by God. That's what we're going to talk about today. So um, as I posted, um, our topic was how are you working on your availability for use by God. That's a really, really important thing to think about because, you know, anything that we do – as as the saying goes, practice makes perfect. So whatever it is that you aspire to be or aspire to do in this world, it requires you working at it. It requires you working on your craft. It requires you working on who you are so that you can be the very best that you can be. If you're a painter, you work and you practice painting. If you're a musician, you pra- practice your art. Um, the guitar, whatever it is, if you're a singer, you know you you work your vocal cords, you practice, you run up and down your vocal scales, all these different things people do to perfect that which God has placed in them, but how often do you take the time to strategically work on being available to God? And you may say, how can we do that? And we're going to discuss that in just a little bit, but in the interim, I want to give my beautiful co-host the ability to come in and to greet you as well. Good afternoon, Miss Tanya. How are you? Hello, beautiful sis, which first, my God, wow. Sister Elder, respect, because that's who you yes, are. Man. How are you doing? And everybody that's listening, perfect. how are you guys doing? I am awesome. I am awesome. It is a beautiful day out here in Atlanta, GA, and I'm just grateful to be alive. I really am. I still I'm the the same way. I'm at work perfecting that gift that you were talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, look, I'm at work perfecting that gift. And let me tell you something, sis. I, know. I loved it when you were saying what we are really talking about today because, you know, so often we work in jobs and we think because we're on the jobs that we can't exercise what God has instilled within us. And But a lot of times, it's not a necessarily that you always have to say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus all the time. But a lot of times, right. you could just be kind to someone. Or go out your way, you know, to do something for someone. So my favorite saying when I pray is, Lord, whatever I can do for you today, whether it's in seed, need, or deed, then let me do it for you. Mm. I like that. I like that. I like that. And see, by doing that, you are making yourself available to God. That's, that's, and that's the whole point. That That's what we want to talk about today is your availability to God. We are responsible for the gifts and the talents that he placed within us, and we forget. We forget that he put them in us for his use. The word of God says that we were created to will and to do of his good pleasure. So anything that he has gifted you with, it could be the gift of gab, it could be singing, it could be painting, it could be just, you know, whatever. Whatever it is, maybe you're a phenomenal reasoner. You know, you can reason out problems. You can come to solutions. These are gifts and talents God has given you, especially – as we mature in life and wisdom becomes our constant companion, I believe that the older you get, the more wiser you should be. And, and because you have walked through so many different areas of life, those are nuggets that God has placed within you for his use. For his use. So, what you just said is powerful because what your prayer is, is making you available for his use. So, tell me, what are some of the things you do on your job that, you know, and like you said, you don't have to say Jesus, Jesus, Jesus all the time. That is not what is required. But how do you avail yourself on your job for God's use? Well, you know what, Elder, what I do is, like you said, again, the gift of gab. And, you know, it took me a long time to pretty, pretty much understand that when people said the gift of gab, I didn't realize that God had given me the ability to be able to say things that other people couldn't say mm-hmm. because I'm a firm believer in mm-hmm. it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Now, it took years, right. and I want people to know that. It wasn't something that it just, oh, wow, I'm good at this. It just took me a while to realize that every time I kept looking for jobs, falling into this customer service category. And then it just, you know, after years, and, and believe it or not, I had some rough edges on me that God had to perfect, you know, um, because he mm-hmm. did give me the ability and the gift of God. I, I want to I just say this, Elder. I remember when I first started really recognizing that I could say anything to anybody, but one day I came home, and this is what the Holy Spirit said to me. Just because I have given you the gift to be able to speak and to speak boldly, It does not mean that you have to say everything that comes out of your mouth or you have to hurt Mm -hmm. people when you speak. And I didn't realize that sometimes I could tell people something and I was hurting their feelings. But the reason why a lot of people Mm -hmm. didn't respond back to me is because they didn't know what to do with me. They didn't know how to respond sometimes when I, when I came off that way. Mm -hmm. And, but I thank Mm -hmm. God for the Holy spirit, because I know it was nothing but the Holy spirit sis. They really said to me, mm. you need, you know, because you speak for me, I didn't tell you to hurt. And then he led me in Proverbs Nine. where he start talking to you about taming that tongue and the things mm. that should be said and not to say. Because now when I speak mm-hmm. to on my job, I always, one, I have many members a lot of times because I deal in a big customer service ring, I, period. And they'll say, God, you are just so kind. And that's when I can say, thank you, Jesus. Or, all glory be Mm -hmm. to God. Or, well, Mm -hmm. let me just say this to you. Before I even walk in here, I get prayed up. When I'm walking around here, Mm -hmm. I'm prayed up. Everybody that comes in Mm -hmm. my way, I believe that you only have one life, one chance to get it Mm -hmm. right. But now Mm -hmm. I'm starting to realize Mm -hmm. the more mature I get, that it's important when people are in your faith, that you impact them Mm -hmm. in a great way. So if you can stand for Christ. That's even greater. And you'll be surprised. I've had mm-hmm. some people that tell me that they didn't necessarily believe if there was a God or not. But by the time they came in contact with me and they seen my kindness, it has to be a God. Because they said they knew there was mm-hmm. no way I could do that job on the full potential that I do it on without not loving Christ. Right. Right. You know, that's, that's, that's powerful. I, I, you, you You said so many important things in in what you just shared. One of the most important that stands out to me is the fact that you heard the voice of God, you listened to the Holy Spirit when he taught you about taming your tongue. You read the word of God, you've applied that principle to your life, and that's so important. You said you for a long time did not realize you had the quote-unquote gift of gab, which just means you're a talker. You you know, you have no problem talking to people. Everybody is not like that. There's a lot of people that are very shy. They won't hold a conversation with you. They won't look you in the eye when they talk to you. Some of it is low self-esteem. Some of it is just, you know, they're behind this mask. But the, the bottom line is they're not used. In that capacity Now they may sit behind a desk And they can write their butt off They can encourage They can do so many things By being a ready pen A writer However they don't articulate In a way that they feel comfortable with But you have always Been able to talk to people And isn't it interesting That all the years I know you Like you said You, you always wind up in a customer service position Be it at a front desk At a hotel or or the receptionist at a spa or, you know, um, what you do now with, with, you know, the last jobs you've had for the past few years, it's, it's all customer service. And you've been able to speak to people in a way that's an incredible gift from God. But what was really important, and this is what lends to our topic, you worked, on your availability to be used by God. See, just because you had the gift of gas, you still had to horn that craft. You had to work on perfecting it so that you weren't just saying whatever came up came out, that, you know, you weren't hurting people in what you said and, and everything and I, you and I have had this conversation before because you have a very very prophetic call on your life you had to learn what to say and not to say just because God would give you a vision or insight into somebody's life you had to learn hmm God, is this something that I share? Is it something that I pray over? Or, you know, how do you, or, or if I am to share it, how do I share it properly? See, that's all working on your availability for God. Go ahead. And, and that's, you know what, so, Elder, I'm going to tell you something. And that, what you just said, I have to be transparent to tell everybody, I just learned that one lesson. Because God did give me thank you, Jesus, and I want to give him praise again because it's all him and not me. I promise you, I don't Mm want any, anything. I tell my members all the time, it's not me, but it's him. It's Christ that lives inside. Mm -hmm. And I thank God that people can see it now. One of my prayers is, I want people to be able to look at my tree and tell the kind of fruit that I bear. I don't want them to be able Mm -hmm. to look at me and be confused and say, is she a Christian? Um, I think she's a Christian Mm -hmm. or any of that. I let people know that I'm not perfect. But I let people know that it's mm-hmm. only through the grace of God. Now, when he gave me the gift, the prophetic gift, that was that's pretty powerful. And I'm going to tell you something. I, did not under, I, I thought I understood it, but I didn't understand the power. And let me tell you something. Just recently, just recently, literally, the Holy Spirit started dealing with me, waking me up in the middle of the night, speaking to me in the word. I didn't get it. He kept leading me to the same scripture. By the third time, I finally told the Heavenly Father, I don't, I don't, I know you're trying to talk to me, but I need you to make it where, a, a, you know what I'm saying, a, a special person can understand. Mm-hmm. And he did. Mm-hmm. And what he mm-hmm. told me was, just because I've given you the ability with the gift of prophecy, I did not tell you to speak it over everyone. And, he, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't get, I, oh, Lord. And this is what he told me. Everybody that says, Jesus, does not mean that they love me. A lot stand and say mm-hmm. that they love me, but they don't. A lot of them say they're blessed, mm-hmm. but they're not see, a lot of people didn't mm. fill that in. How you doing today? I'm blessed, highly favored. Are you? Are you really? How do you know yeah. you highly favored? Yeah. I just want to know. And, you know, so when the right. Holy Spirit started dealing with me about that, Elder, I had to be careful because let me tell you something. It's a fine line when the Holy Spirit tells you to speak prophecy, and then your emotions get tied up in it, and then you begin mm. to speak stuff that's out of order. And let me tell you something. Right. If you ever want to go to hell fast, do that one. And I'm like, oh no! Tell me what I'm doing wrong, Heavenly Father, because I I love what you have, what you're doing in my life. I love to see people happy. And He had to deal with me about that sin. So mm-hmm. it's um like you're saying, it's really to be available for Him. It's just opening yourself up. Sometimes He may tell you mm-hmm. like yesterday. I gotta tell you this. I gotta share this with you. I have a tenant that lives in one of my houses, whoo, she is something else. That's all I have to tell you. This girl has gone from everything Mm -hmm. from cursing me to everything. You got to hear me when I'm ready to tell you. I had just gotten to the point where I said I'm not even dealing with her no more. I couldn't even deal with her. Know what the Lord said to me? No, you're not. You're going to deal with her. I was like, nope, I'm going to let my husband deal with her. He was like, nope, you're (laughs) going to deal with her. (laughs) Yesterday, out of the clear blue, he said to me, text her. Tell her to have an awesome, beautiful day. I thought, what? And I did it in obedience, thinking that maybe it was me. Do you know she texted me back and said, I don't know why you just texted me and told me that, but I want to tell you thank you because all I've been doing is crying all the time. I said, well, you need to dry the tears up because God has been too good to us and he's too faithful. He has always done everything he said. So whatever it is, he can work it out. Do you know she texted me back a smiley face and said, thank you. See, I know that was Christ. Because if it was Tanya, yeah. Tanya wouldn't have picked up that phone. I'm like, oh, no, she's a little bit too special for me. You know what the Lord said to me? She's are special too. So pick up that phone. <laughs> okay. Pick up that phone. Because I tell people all the time, if God did not use you, Elder, and I'm not just saying this. If God did not use your daughter, which is my, one of my, my favorite nieces, just for the love, I would have been lost right now. Because where everybody couldn't understand it, and I didn't even understand the place that I was at. I was just so far out there. You guys still gave me love. So that's an anointing. That's a true gift, to be able to love somebody that's not easy to love. So yes, there you have it. Yes. Amen. That's true. That's true. And let me say this: um, No matter how long you have been in the faith, or in the way, as some as the old folks used to say, no matter how long you have walked with the Lord, and how prolific you may think you are, how wonderful and special you think you are, you still have to work on the things and the giftings and the talents that God has given you. These past six months, God has put me in a place to take me back to the beginning. And, and that's, that. I, I have that's to tell powerful. you that he just gave me the revelation of what he's done for me these past six months yesterday. He just gave me the that's revelation powerful. yesterday. And I'm going... Wow, because see, I remember when I first got saved that all I did was watch Christian television, all I did was listen to to Christian radio stations and stay in my word and, and I actually had one of my dearest, closest friends tell me you 've just become fanatical now i wasn 't trying to put this on anybody else i wasn 't downing anybody for their lifestyle or nothing but my my thirst and my quest for God was so strong within me that I couldn't get enough. Couldn't get enough of his word. Could I I just I needed to devour it in me, and I didn't even understand the drive of it at that time. I I can look back now almost 30 years later, and I understand that there was a rebirthing of who I am. See, we talk about being born again, but we don't fully understand what that means. Everything has to be regenerated, everything. We tell people, oh, it's your spirit that's born again. Your spirit is. However, so must your mind be. So much your heart be, so must your mouth be, all of these things have to be transformed because what you were doing out there in the world does not work in this being available to God. Okay? Seriously. I can't go out there and cut somebody out like I would in a heartbeat and, and profess to be who I am in Christ. You know, because then I'm going to lead the babies astray, and the Bible says that it's better that a millstone was turned was tied around my neck and I drop jump in the ocean than to do that. So everything had that. to be transformed and renewed, and the Word of God says that we are renewed by the Word of God. I had to be I submersed in it. I had to be immersed in that. it. Now that. Forward Now, it'll be 29 years in September since I gave my life to the Lord in a couple of months. Fast forward to these past six months, and God separated me, put me in a place of isolation, so to speak, where I'm not dealing with my family on a day-to-day basis, friends, the church, all the things that I would normally be dealing with if I was home in Las Vegas, okay? I am working. This is why I'm here, I thought. Um, but this was all divinely orchestrated by God, so I do work, but when i 'm not working, when i 'm at home, I have solitude i don 't have people in and out i 'm not you know it is it, a quiet is a peace. so in what I yeah. have done, my channel and my television stays on TV and so i 'm getting if I turn it on i 'm being fed the word okay on my computer i 'm on YouTube watching messages feeding myself with the word. And he showed me yesterday I had to take you back to the beginning. I had to take you back to the beginning so I can immerse you in me again so that when I launch you this time it's totally different. It's totally powerful. powerful. Oh my God. I was Tammy I tell you, I sat there with my mouth dropped open going, Wow. I didn't even realize what had happened. I knew I was grateful wow. and thankful for the solitude, and I knew there was something in the separating part. I knew that. But he gave me clarity yesterday. I had to take you back to the beginning. That's because, beautiful. see, we get so, we, we you know, we think we're grown in God, and you know what I'm saying? So, you know, no, we, we you don't study the truth. as much as we used to. And, you know, seriously, we don't study like no, we used you to. We don't, the truth. You know, do the things that we used to do. And when we stop doing that, we cut off our blessing and our availability to God. Yes, you know, there are things that are intrinsically placed within us because of walking through things with him that it, it will never be taken from us. But there's always new things that God wants to share. And we can get so busy with life, that we forget about taking the time with God, building ourselves back up, uh, in, in engaging in that hunger, in that thirst for not just righteousness, but for His presence. For the very presence of God. We know he lives within us. We know wherever we go, he's there. Thank you, Lord. I, I appreciate that. But these six months, girl, if I tell you, they have been life things to me. And you say, how can that be because you walk with God so long and you're an elder in the church and all of that? Baby, let me tell you, okay, the leaders have to step back sometimes and let God do what he needs to do in him. When you stop learning, when you stop perfecting, you cease to be useful as a leader because then the people that you're leaving will surpass you because that hunger and that thirst is still in them and they're still growing. You must, you must keep growing in the Lord. That is one of the key things of working on your availability for use by God. You've got to keep growing. How do you do that? In his presence, in his word, digesting, dissecting. I cannot hear anybody's sermon without getting a new revelation from it. I promise you. If it is the word of God that comes forth, I sit in church and I take notes, but 90% of the notes that I take is God depositing new revelatory knowledge to me, new revelations to me. And it'll be like, oh my God, they'll say one thing, and God then took me all the way 100 miles away from that one thing with a whole new revelation in it. I can and believe it comes that. That's from powerful. His presence. That's powerful. And so we, powerful. Can, we can never stop doing that. I agree with that. I don't, I mean, you know, I don't you um, know. Yeah, that's just, powerful. Just think thing. about that's our conversation. Powerful. Think about our conversation a few shows ago when, when you were talking about you went to um, a different church that morning and how your spirit rejoiced because you were free yes. of praise like you wanted to. Oh, wow. 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 Let me, yes. Yes. You know, I want to tell you something. You know what, Elder, That that's. Ooh, that's so powerful. You've been giving me chills all over your body when you kept saying. I, I tell people this all the time, and I mean this. When I wake up in the morning, I don't turn on the television. And I don't turn on the television because I like to wake up in peace because that's when I have time to really speak to the Lord, and I want him to speak to me. I mm-hmm. want to be able to reverence. in his mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. it's important. I tell people all the time. I don't, I'm not a big watcher of the news.
1: And I and I
0: watch what I watch on television now. And um, I thank God, though, because certain things they show on television now, I'm like, good Lord, is this porn? You know what I'm, I mean? literally, mm. I have to say to my husband, is this mm. porn? Mm. And he's like, no, this is Netflix. And he's on and like, oh Prime Time when your baby's watching. Right. Yes. Right. It's like yes. 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm sitting there going, are you serious? Mm. You got a transporter? And she's mm. showing her boobs? My boobs at one point in my life too, believe it or not. And I, but the reason why I brought mm-hmm. that up is, is because the more time that you spend with him, if you can just, where you used to used to going on the tablet, maybe you somebody out. I go out in my back. How do you do this? I have members literally walk over to me and say, I've been watching you. I've been sitting over there watching you for an hour, and you are refreshing, and give me a hug. Thank you. Mm-hmm. See, you don't know who's mm-hmm. watching you. You got to let your, you, you know, my, my thing is, Lord, let my light shine in this time of darkness mm-hmm. right now. Let me mm-hmm. radiate, mm-hmm. because I know that I've been through a lot of things. But I don't want to go through a lot of things if I can't use what I've gone through to help someone else come out of what they're going through or to help them to become strong. I was talking to a young couple today. I'm checking them out. You got to hear me what I'm saying. All of a sudden, I'm checking them out. How you doing? I always ask how people doing. We're okay. And I go, okay. And then then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit say, tell them. And I begin to say to them, you know, something told me to tell you, it's not the big things, but it's the little things. Don't cause the little things to make you miss out on your blessing. And this woman, tears start welling in her eyes. And she said to me, it was meant for us to come through your line. And then her husband pulled out a picture. We have a 26-year-old weak baby and um, um, it, he's been, um, that's in neonatal right now. And she said, I needed to mm. hear that. Because it was something that happened. It's, it's like she pushed her basket over to another register. And when the cashier came back, he didn't know she did it, but this is what he said. What do people think this is? Leaving their stuff here. See, so he didn't know that it was her. So she started to comment. Wow. That's when I looked at her and said, You're not going to let the devil take you there. These are little things that would cause you to miss out on your blessing. And she dropped her head and said, mm. I needed to hear that. See, I thank God because before when I spoke, I spoke when, when I was going through things, I didn't realize that I was speaking with anger. And,
1: and mm-hmm. let me you something.
0: Just because you have the gift of gab, that don't mean everybody likes to hear you talking. But when you I'm talk about who? the Lord, you, can say that one again. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so? No, it's the truth. Yes. And I'll say it again because I didn't realize it. Just because you have the gift of gab, that don't mean that people like to hear you talking. Because sometimes you can That's hear right. people, have you ever just heard somebody and go, what are they talking about? What? Mm-hmm. Where did they even get that from? Mm-hmm. Well, I had to And you said it, going, could they just please shut up? <laughs> oh, my gosh, have you ever? And let me tell you something, though, Elder. Mm-hmm. I thank God, again, for the Holy Spirit, because I realize now if it's just a smile. You'll be surprised. I had a man one time, and I, and I hope I'm not holding it up by just telling these pivots and stories. I know, you're great. I remember great. working for Publix, and I had a man come through my line. It was I, We were busy, we were crazy. So, you know, I was just joking with him. I go, okay, you want to put a smile on your face? I will shut this whole line down. I will not bring up nobody else. He kind of put his head down a little bit. I go, I'm not playing. because is like, oh, please, please, because she's serious. She will shut down the line. And I said... He said, I just don't feel like smiling today. And I went around my register and my, and my spirit said, Embrace him. And I, hold, I held out my arms, and you would not believe, sis, I held up my arms and he just fell in my arms, an older man, and began to weep on my mm. shoulder. This is what this man mm. said to me. This time last year, you did not even know, I lost my wife and my daughter a drunken driver, killed them both Mm. in a car accident. Oh, my God. And I'm going to tell you what he said to me. He looked at me and he said, I have not felt an embrace like that since my wife's been gone. He said, and you Mm. have made my whole day. And he began to cry and say, Mm. "I I, I don't have enough to give you to tell you how great you just made me. Feel, how, how complete, how whole. Mm-hmm. I said, I just wanted you to know that's the love of Christ wrapping His arms around you, and He wants you to know that He loves you. And that man cried mm-hmm. and cried. You know what he said? I'm a, I'm going to go back to church. I said, you need to go back to. You get out yeah. of church. You know, I always joke with people, but mm-hmm. please, people, know something. A little bit of kindness, it really goes a yes. long way. A kind it gesture, does. or opening the door for somebody. Who cares if they don't Mm -hmm. say thank you when you open it up? You just do the right thing. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. You say
0: good morning and they don't never say good morning. Who cares? As long as you do the Mm -hmm. right thing, that's That's what you stand for. That's right. That's right. You know, and, and what what I have found, because I see people in, in the same type of positions that you are in, and I see when people are very rude to them and, you know, just snappy and just rude for no reason. And, you know, and they're trying to contain themselves and be professional with the individual and the individual will say what they got to do and just storm off. If I am in that person's line, when I get to them, then I try to encourage them, you know, um just to to change the atmosphere because one person yep. the same way one person can bring you down with their cruelty another person can pick you back up with their kindness so always yep. be available and ready to be used by God you know it's not so much of stepping up and talking about the person that just walked away it's more about you know what i i just looked at you and watched you and you handled that so gracefully I really hope your day gets much better because you deserve it. Or, you know, uh, you know what? That was incredible what you just did. I really appreciate people like you. You know, just a kind word to that person. Changes the atmosphere. We've talked about this in the past of being an atmospheric changer. God has given you the power and ability to change the atmosphere, in your job, in your home, in your business, wherever you are. The the example you gave, Tanya, of the young lady that's renting your home, think about that. If you had shut your heart off, close yourself up from the things of God, you don't know what that child was going through and what could have been the result. I believe that there are many people out there that have literally taken their life when there was somebody that was given the assignment to be kind to that person and they did not heed the call. How often I that. do you hear people say, you know, you saved my life? You just don't know what I was going through. You don't know what I was about to do. God will use you if you are available to him, and you have to, to perfect your availability. Let me tell you another thing, another tidbit or a kingdom empowerment nugget to, to, to focus on. If you're having a bad day, you're down and out because we, we all have those days. We have those days where we open our eyes in the morning and we don't want to move. We just don't just Amen. you know, can I just hold them back? You know, don't don't wanna move, don't wanna be joyful today, don't wanna be, you know, encouraging today. I just wanna lay here in my self pity, okay, and just be a bob. That's what I wanna do. But I promise you, the same way God has given you the ability and to be available for his use in the lives of others, he's given you that same ability in yourself. If you would at that point in time where you're feeling low down and out, you don't feel like praying, you don't feel like reading your word, get you some music. Put that music on. Music has an ability to open up your senses. It opens your heart. It opens your mind, which is why it's so important that you monitor what your children are listening to. Okay, put on some praise music and lay there and allow it to soak into you, to encourage you, I I promise you. You say, how is that working on your availability to be used by God? Because you're allowing the atmosphere to be changed. You're allowing the anointing that's on that individual's life to transform where you are. I'm really, really big about, you know, knowing the difference in a person that's just gifted and talented and a person that's anointed. There is a huge difference. There is a huge difference. And we've got minstrels out here in the kingdom of God who profess to be gospel singers, and though they carry a really good tune and they can hit a really high note, they're not anointed why? Because they've not taken that time to allow themselves to be bathed in the spirit of God. But you'll take somebody like a C.C. C. Winings or a Tasha Cobb or, you know, somebody that has taken the time to reverence the presence of God, to allow his spirit to penetrate who they are, and you listen to them, that anointing will transform you. Even in that, you're working on your availability to be used by God. See, because if you can't pick yourself up, if you can't allow yourself to be encouraged, then you have trouble encouraging someone else. So we always, we don't always, let me get this straight, we don't want to always equate making ourselves available or horning our, horning our craft to, I got to study, I got to practice. Sometimes you just have to lay and be bathed in the presence of God. Sometimes you just have to invite the spirit of the living God into your room because he knows you. He knows better than anybody. And I promise you, once you allow that anointing to come in and to penetrate your heart, you can shed your tears. You can tell him what's really on your heart in those moments when you come out of that time with him your availability to be used of him is even greater because now you've taken that test, that horrible thing you were going through, that depression, that oppression, all these things that seemed like they were crashing in on you and crushing you. You've allowed the anointing and the spirit of God to penetrate that, break you free from that. And when you come out of that, you're even more available to be used of God because you took that test and you turned it into a testimony. Every time you experience a dark time in life, that does not mean, oh, I'm going through this dark period, so therefore something is wrong. Now, and I don't have my notebook with me because I had to, to do the call from somewhere other than home today, but one of the things that God spoke so clearly to me in the Holy Spring of, Spirit, Holy Spirit, bring this back to my remembrance properly. God knew what Saul was going to do and what David was going to do before he had each of them anointed king. When he created them, they had a creative purpose. Hear me, hear me. And he is the one who told Samuel, go anoint Saul. He is the same one that told Samuel, go anoint that child, David. David was a child when he was anointed by Samuel. God knew what both of them were going to do. Now, I know there's a huge study on, you know, how Saul was anointed and how David was anointed and David was anointed with the ram's horn and and it was more spiritual than the anointing that was poured out on Saul and all of that, but that's not what I'm focused on right now. Right now, is I want you to take a look and think about this.
1: He knew what,
0: what both of them were going to do. He knew what your enemy was going to do to your life, but it was part of your process. It was part of your storyline. It was part of the honing in for the anointing that was to be placed on your life, part of your testing. David passed his test. Saul did not Saul took it upon himself to become priest. He was not anointed to be priest. He was not the one that was supposed to give up the offering. He did it in pride. And then when the voice of God was silenced in his life, he didn't repent to God. He went to the witch to try to hear a word. Hear me. David, on the other hand... He was anointed, but he still had to grow up in that anointing. And in the time of him growing up in that anointing, he went through a whole lot of different things. One of the things he went through was being in the cave with his enemy, with the ability to slay his enemy, and he chose not to. He even proved to his enemy. He had that ability and that chance. But he didn't do it. When he would mess up, look at with him and Bathsheba and him killing Uriah and and that firstborn child by Bathsheba dying. He didn't go, woe is me. He went to God, fell prostrate on his face in repentance for his wrong. See the difference? He didn't get caught up in pride. He was anointed to be king and priest. He could give offerings unto God. Saul was not because God knew Saul would walk in pride. Now, see, they were both anointed to be king. You may have someone in your life right now that you feel like you both have been given a similar anointing to flow in things, but things are going very different for you. And God is showing you this is the right way, this is the wrong way. Don't take heed of the wrong way. I put that wrongly there as an example. Saul was an example to David so that David would not make the same mistakes that Saul made. So it was need be that Saul was king first, so that David could learn. It was need be that David was placed in Saul's presence and in, in the palace at a young age when he was just a minstrel play, playing for Saul to calm down the spirits that were in Saul, he got to see firsthand what was going on. That was part of him honing his craft to be king. God has placed somebody that's hearing me in a position, and you're seeing things that are going on around you, and you're going, why am I walking through this? Why am I even here? And God is going, because I'm giving you the example of what not to do. I'm giving you the example of what displeases me. Don't align yourself with that. Don't do that because I'm about to elevate you, and I want you to know right from wrong. That's kind of in the garden. I'm serious. It's true. In the garden of Eden, the one good and evil. The tree of good and evil, we have to be mindful of good and evil. So there are examples that God will put before us and say, this is evil. This is not me. I placed you there so you could see it, so you would know what not to do, so that as I elevate you over here, you'll know what's good, what's pleasing in my sight. Cain and Abel both gave offerings unto God, but one displeased him and one was pleasing to him. You've got to learn what's good and what's wrong. That's All powerful. comes with, with with working on being available for the use of God. Pam, we, we get caught up so often in the wrong things. We're looking at the we wrong really thing don't. in the midst of the situation. We really do. No, you're telling the truth, and you are so right. We do. We can. You know, and it's so easy to do. I tell people that all the time. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm one of those kind of people where I used to say to myself, I don't, I, I don't understand, Father. Sometimes I feel like I'm so alone, like I'm, like I'm a lone mm-hmm. stranger when it comes to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the one that, you know, I want to go out sometimes with my friends, or I want to go do this, but it seems like I never get connected mm-hmm. that way. And the reason why, mm-hmm. and I realized when the Lord finally talked to me to told me the reason why that was for that is because he wanted to set me apart and he wanted to deal mm-hmm. with me differently. Not because I was better, yeah. but because I have to stand differently. And, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, one thing I can, you know, I can honestly say, there's a lot of people that have come in my pathway that I may not even speak to to this day, but I always pray that no matter what, that when we've departed from each other. That I instill something in their spirit, something positive. Mm-hmm. You know, period. Mm-hmm. Because pe- people, you got to understand something. There's, like you're saying, sis, there's people every day that crossing your pathway. You don't even know what's in their mm-hmm. heart and on their mind. You don't know what they're going through. Right. So sometimes if they yep. don't say good yep. morning, they don't think that they seem cranky, you don't know what they just went through. So you be the bigger one, and stand up for Christ. Because he didn't say, when Christ went through, he didn't say I'm gonna bless that one, I ain't gonna bless that one. No, she looked at me crazy. No, he didn't. Forget um, her. You know what I'm saying? I'm you know, period. And that's what the Lord let me know a mm-hmm. long time ago. This is what he shared with me. First of all, this is not your gift, it's mine. Mm. I'm just mm. using you for my glory. See, he had to get me straight yeah. and see what that's what I try to tell a lot of people now in church. That's not your gift. It's the gift that God has, that has allowed you to have for his glory. Yes. So whether it's singing, yes. playing an instrument like what you said earlier, elder, ministering or whatever it is, do it and do it for the glory of God. I don't even make half mm. the money. I had to tell somebody today, I go, I am making less money than I have made since the beginning of me starting to work. That's something, isn't it? But I have so much joy. And I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. I haven't stopped eating steak. I haven't stopped eating shrimp. But it's a mm-hmm. different kind. It's, it's a different piece inside of me that I know mm-hmm. that the world he didn't give me, but it only came mm-hmm. from Him. And I want to give Him glory every moment that I can open up my mouth. I know that's right. I know that's right. That's powerful. Seriously, it's you know what the the. Um, the hand of God on your life will deal with you in very unique ways. You can never look and compare yourself to another or how God is dealing with that person or what God has called that person to do. You have got to be mindful of what he's called you to do. We, <laughs> Pastor, Pastor Dion has a saying that he has started entreating within us, and, and it, it is really just, resonated in my spirit what others may you may not for others may, you may not okay? i agree with that so in uh-huh. other words yeah just you know and, and they can be holy and anointed of god and all of that thing but they may be able to do some things that you can't do because god said no no. You know, I tell I and tell people all the time, you're anointing, right, anointing to somebody else. Right. You don't do that. You, you know, do I heard that. Joyce Myers a long time ago say she never forget, <laughs> she had been praying for this coat she had seen, a beautiful fur coat. She had been praying for it. And she said that somehow her neighbor wound up getting the coat before she did and brought it by for her to see, Oh my gosh, look what I just got. And she said, she was like, oh, I'm so happy for you. But if she said, as soon as I shut the door, I was like, I ain't happy for you. I'm mad. Lord, you know, I've been praying for that coat for all the years. How's she going to get that coat before me? <laughs> she said, she just ramped around, red, blah, 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 blah. And the Lord said, because for you to ask me to ask that question to me, you still got problems and issues that I have to work out before you get that coat. Wow. And you think wow. about it. Think about it. See, this is, you know, any time that you can look and say, Lord, why not me? then that's why it's not mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Because you're still asking that yeah. question. Does that, yeah, I didn't get that before. Elder. It's that make not sense? about others. Yeah, yeah, it's not about yeah. everybody else. It's about what he's doing in you. So if if you would yes. just wake up every day, I believe, and concentrate on what God does for you, you won't worry about mm-hmm. what everybody, what about them, and they mm-hmm. have this or they have mm-hmm. that. Be grateful to mm-hmm. God where you are. Because I'm going to tell you something. Amen. I used to think when I was younger, Elder, there, I used to think there was nothing I couldn't do. I'm going to be honest with you. I would have thought I could be an actress. Uh, I, I used to know how to sing good. I would have thought I could have been a good singing star. You know, and I hear so many people mm-hmm. have said to me, you miss your calling. You miss your calling. You miss your calling. And then finally one day the Holy Spirit said, no, you didn't miss your calling. That's not mm-hmm. what I wanted you. See, now I look back and think, man, if I did what I did out in the world that little short time, if I was an actress, I'd be well, off the chain. I would have been off the mm-hmm. chain and, and look, adding more money to it. Cause when I did have money, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And it was the wrong kind of money. I was off the chain. Mm-hmm. So I love mm-hmm. people now. Now my husband will go to me. Do you think you could have did that? I go, you know what? At one point in my life, yeah, I could have said I could have did that. But now that I look at it, I couldn't have did that because that wasn't the lifestyle where God wanted me. That's why I'm going to say again, mm-hmm. when I went into the brothel one time, because my flesh wanted to, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, even in my mess, take the Bible with you. And people laugh at me, but that's a true story when I took that Bible with me. When I took that Bible with me, it changed the effects of everywhere I was in that place that they had to kick me out. So, Mm. you know what I'm saying? Because there was others that needed it. And you would not believe, could mm-hmm. you imagine being in a brothel at 3 o'clock in the morning, you got four and five girls in your room saying, could you read a scripture to me and could you pray for me in a brothel? Wow. wow. Was that for the glory of God? Amazing. It wasn't for me, though, was it? Mm. Mm. Okay, so when it when I, when I yeah. God's work was done, then he had Him kick me out. You know what I'm trying <laughs> to say? You got to go. You, you causing all <laughs> our girls to leave. You know what I'm trying to say? You causing all our <laughs> girls to leave. But I thank God that he got the glory and not me. So I'm grateful for what I've gone through in my life. I'm, I don't have any regrets. There used to be a time if you would have asked me that question, I would have said I had many. I don't have any regrets. I'm still here. I'm still living. I'm still breathing. Amen. Only through the grace of God. Amen. And if it wasn't through his grace, then I would not be able to minister to girls that have gone out there, girls that think there's no yeah, more hope. That's girls that it. don't think that because they've been out there dancing on a pole, that God can't forgive them. I'm here to say that God can. I'm still here. So if that was see, what see, it was all about, that's why, why, that was even that, that's why your life is so important, and that's what people need to understand. Had you not walked through what you walked through, you would not be available to be used in what you're using or how God can use you now. Even that, the brothel, the streets, whatever, that was still part of your craft being home. People will look at me like I'm crazy, and I understand that. But my bishop, Bishop Alexander, taught on the storyline, the things that God has engrafted into your storyline so that you can be who you are and be used of him where you are your walk that that time of going out from the church out into the streets and doing the things you've done and now have you've come full circle and come back under the tutelage of god and god is using you in a mighty way because of what you've experienced see you you can't you can't liberate somebody from something when they feel like you have no idea what they've gone through i never will forget this I was in high school, and I got arrested and went to juvenile for a controlled amount of marijuana. And my mother told my aunt, my father's baby sister, what had happened. And so my aunt said she wanted me to come over. Um, she wanted to talk to me. It was like, okay, here we go, right? And I got there, and here's what she said to me. She started, I don't know nothing else that she said, but when she started talking to me, she was talking to me about snorting marijuana and smoking cocaine. And I looked at her when she said that, thought, you don't have a clue, okay? You don't have a clue, and therefore, you can't tell me anything. I promise you. My, I don't remember nothing else she said. After she said that, I looked at her, and it was like, because mm, you ain't never did it. You've never experienced it. You don't know anything about it, obviously. You're just trying to throw something out there, and so you've lost me. But you take somebody that's been out there in the streets, that was a drug addict, that has done these things, and have them come talk to me, then they'll have an impact in my life because you understand. We have common ground because you've experienced some of the things I've experienced experience. See, that's what God gave you while you were out there—is the experience that you would need to witness and minister to these young ladies. You I had to gain the experience. You I had to gain the experience. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm gonna tell everybody, whoever's out there right now—you know, we've all done a lot of things that I'm sure that we're not proud of. But one thing I know about it is, if God has forgiven you, then forgive yourself. That's so important. Yeah. I believe that a lot of times yeah. the reason why we don't, we can't use to the full potential how God wants to use us, is because I tell people this because it took me so long to figure this out. They won't forgive themselves, and once mm-hmm. you forgive yourself, and you, you know what I'm saying, once because once God is forgiven, mm-hmm. you say when you come and repent, you've already been forgiven. Now when you learn mm-hmm. to let it go, you can be used even to a greater extent. Because I don't believe that God has called us and put us in this world and implanted us like he has right now for us just to sit and fold our hands and go, God, you do it. This is the way that the Holy Spirit, this is the way that his anointing, this is the way that his power, his love, his grace, all these things can be shared through all of us. You know, I hear people Mm -hmm. tell me all the time, my God, you should minister. Can anybody tell you that? And I go, but isn't that what I'm doing now? Do I need a <laughs> pulpit to do that? I don't there need a you pedestal go. There you go. or a soapbox to stand right. on. I'm ministering right. now, aren't I? And they go, yeah. yeah. Because see, I remember the Holy Spirit giving me, showing me visions that I was on a stage and I was talking to a multitude of people. You got to hear this. And I remember one day I said to the Lord, this is several years back, maybe even more than that. And I said to the Lord, but you told me, you showed me a vision that I was going to be speaking to a multitude of people. And he said, But aren't you doing that? And I was mm. like, Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. Because people, if, let me say, wait, people thing. that you would not reach if you were in the church. If Do you, you were hear in me church speaking, you wouldn't reach to those people because they wouldn't be in the church. You're where you need to be to reach them. Well, I tell people just like that if you got a problem talking to people, then please don't call yourself a minister because you're going to have a problem <laughs> dealing with them. It doesn't matter if you're in church or out of church. That's what's wrong mm-hmm. with us right now. You know, I tell people all the time, mm-hmm. I tell my husband today, let me pray. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, because we're going to have an angry church people crowd come in. And he said, what do you mean by that? I said, I've never in my life seen so many people get out of church and be so mean and so hateful. You would not, not say everybody, but you would not believe. Do you get me what I'm saying? They dressed up with their hats and their mm-hmm. suits on. And they can't even, you say something to them or you smile at them, they, they got an attitude. But you know what? But it's mm. okay. Because just like last week, how the Lord had to use me. This man was so outraged. Had on his suit, y'all. He was looking good. You should have seen him smelling good and everything. He was acting so, can't hey, get out. I mean, just the way he was talking. So I left for a minute just to say, Lord, I need you to help me right now in the name of Jesus. Please don't let me choke that member, because if (laughs) I do, then I'm going to lose the testimony of everything that I've stood for. In the name of Jesus, I need your help right now. I went back over there, and before I knew it, I started laughing. I didn't mean to. I just started laughing. And finally, he said, what's so funny? And before I knew it, I said, you, you're what's funny. And he looked at me, what do you mean? I said, you just got out of church, looking good, smelling good. You got a beautiful wife. I can look at you and tell that things are well with you. I said, but you you are just so rude. And he looked at me and I said, the Holy Spirit just showed me, are you a deacon? And he said to Mm. me, he looked with shock on his face and said, I'm a deacon in practice or whatever. You know, like he was saying, a deacon in practice. Mm-hmm. or whatever. In training you know what or whatever, yeah. In training, that's exactly mm-hmm. Thank you sister. And he said, I'm a deacon mm-hmm. in training. And I looked at him then, and I pointed my finger and I said, then you know you don't have no business acting like that. Do you know he stopped mm-hmm. for a minute, he gave me a hug and said, thank you, sister. Somebody had to tell me. And I'm glad that you did, mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. did it in love. That's, that's so important. That's what I told the Lord. I don't want yeah. the world to rebuke me. I don't want the world to rebuke me, Lord, because they're not kind when they do it. But if you can send Mm -hmm. someone in Christ, the one in Christ that knows Christ, if they tell me something, then Mm -hmm. I can take it better. But when the world Mm -hmm. rebuke you, then it's going to be hard Mm. to take. It's bitter, and it's hard to chew. Does that make sense? It is. It makes all the sense in the world. And thank you so much for all the wonderful nuggets that you have shared on today. We are at the end of the show It has been great. Our our funny man couldn't join us today. He was out in the field working, but we just thank and praise God because this has been good. This has been good. And you have a wealth of knowledge and wisdom that you have shared with the people. And I love your examples. I really, really do, Um, and especially the last one because so often we don't realize people are looking. And the same way you looked at him and he suited and booted, you know he had just got out of church, so did other people. So did other people, and so he was misrepresenting um, who he was supposed to be representing. Um, so that's that's awesome. I love you, darling, with the love of Christ. Thank you so both. much. I enjoyed you. spending this hour with you and with our listeners and pray that they have had a good time, too. Please share this broadcast if you know anyone that, you know, is struggling in who they are with God or, you know, maybe have just, you know, gotten to a place where they think they They're all that in a bag of chips, and they don't have to do what I had to do and go back to the beginning and immerse yourself in the things of God. But share it, share it. We we love you, and we appreciate it. We'll be with you, same God time, same God channel, next week. God bless you. Love you, everybody. Let's keep it real.